Welcome to Blinkers Off with your hosts, Jared Welch and Aaron Halterman. What is up? What is up? I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. It is Thursday, February 22nd, and this is Blinkers Off. What's up, man? What's up? How's it going, man? It's uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. We got uh, a very, very fun weekend lined up here with the Rebel and then all the way halfway all the way across the world. I don't know how far it is over to Saudi for the Saudi Cup. So Arkansas and Saudi Arabia, two things that don't usually go hand in hand. <laughs> one one has the best race uh, uh, that I've seen in, you know, 12 months. One has one of the worst races I've ever seen in ever. So uh, it's weird, right? But uh, it is a, it is a rebel. It's, I'm sure you're, and I saw the video too, the preview for the rebel that I know I can tell you're kind of struggling with it a little bit, but just, us being Oakland guys and kind of where we started and, and you mentioned it in your video. I mean, gosh, I mean, name a superstar horse and we probably saw him in the rebel, you know? And, and it's like, it, I don't know. It just, this year's rebel just feels very lackluster. I don't know if it's the, the training that was missed because they missed, you know, the, they pushed everything back or, you know, if there's something wrong with the track or, you know, we mentioned, you know, before we hopped on air that the reason this, Saudi Cup is so good is because Pegasus sucked, you know, and so it's like, is there something to in play there? You know, there's a lot of horses that you feel like Brad could have ran in this race or, you know, or Asmussen or whoever. So, but no, I mean, it is a rebel. So I'm trying to keep my eyes on that, but it is a weak race this year. Yeah. It's sad as an Oakland fan that it's kind of just going downhill like that. And, and I don't really know. I mean, I don't blame Oakland for it. I don't know what's going on. I know. Um, you know, obviously purses just don't make a lot of difference to a lot of these people that have the horses, not all, but a lot. I like you got hall of fame and you, you've got, you got track phantom and you run them both against each other for 400,000 when you could have waited a week and run for 1.25 million. You have catching freedom who won the smarty Jones who went to the risen star for 400,000 when he would have been an overwhelming favorite for 1.25 mm-hmm. million. I mean, it's, it is baffling and, I'm sure Oakland's shaking their head a little bit. I mean, they get 13 entries. That's great. And that's the good news of it. But you just look at it and go, why, why aren't horses running here? And most like importantly, why aren't horses shipping in? Like this is a big weekend. You've got the rebel, you got the honeybee, you got the razorback. They all three hold very good purses. It's Oakland horses. There's hardly any horses that aren't on the grounds at Oakland coming in for these races. I'm really scrambling to figure out what is going on right now. Well, what's funny what Shotty says, Jared should be happy. You know, I have the favorite in the fantasy league. Like nothing surprised me. I, I, they've kind of been pointing to this race all for like, really for his comeback race as, as in, um, as in the, uh, uh, Timberlake. And I was like, so I wasn't surprised. I'm just never believed he'd be the favorite of the race. And not just that a strong favorite. Like I, I had very little expectations. I knew what race we were pointing to, but I didn't expect like, Hey, this is going to be the, the favorite of the, the rebel. And, and again, it, it's not, it, it's not any issue. Like everything about him is exactly as I, as I expected. It's not him. It's what else is around him. I expected two or three other really good horses in the race. I picked Timberlake to win the breeders cup juvenile. That's how much I liked him. Um, terrible pick obviously, but I like him. Like I like Timberlake, but also I, I looked at him and thought he's not going to be the favorite anywhere in these prep races. 
And you're right. It's not just, oh, Timberlake's your, you know, three to one morning line favorite, but it's competitive. It's basically like, yeah, he's six to five and he's going to get bet down off of it for yeah. 1.25 million. He's six to five and going to get bet down. He got beat by eight. He got beat by three other horses the last time we saw him. It's hard to explain, isn't it? It really is. And yeah, it is great news for you, for sure. And <laughs> for whoever actually owns Timberlake as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, gosh, you couldn't have handpicked an easier spot for that horse. But you still have that question of, is he any really good or not? Like, is he actually good? I'm, I don't know. He probably should never in his life be a three to five favorite to win 1.25 million or to win his share of 1.25 million. But you look at the race and go, well, yeah, he, he I mean, you have to make him the huge favorite here. Yeah, you, you have to. Well, honestly, and we'll talk about, we'll talk about both those here in a second. Um, the honeybee being the other one that we're going to talk about, but it's like both of them are Brad Cox horses that are favored and, and honestly, should be the favorite but also at the same time like i don't know how much confidence i have playing these horses at four to five um which it, it's it's created a little bit of dilemma for betters i feel like in this race or at least these two races because it's like who are you gonna pick to beat them in either one and who do you trust to beat and run that race that you think they can to win so i don't know like in the three-year-old situation is such a mess because you had fierceness who it's like oh well maybe that last race like he won or he lost. It was awful in, in the champagne. Timberlake was awesome. And then they went to the Breeders' Cup and they flip-flopped. And then Fierce yeah. is back and runs terrible. And so it's like, what the what are these horses? You know, what is Timberlake? I kind of think he's still decent. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not not totally sure how much further he would want to go out of this after this, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I'll I I think I, I did have a harsher thought of him in the Breeders' Cup prior to me going back and watching replays of him. I mean, he's still bad. Like, it wasn't great, but like Fiercest ran off the screen and then he was right there with Muth and the rest of them kind of. And so it wasn't like as bad as I kind of remember just because Fiercest looked so good that day. That's a really good point. And, you know, Muth came back and looked fantastic in his start first start as a three-year-old. And who knows what's going on with Muth now? You know, he, yeah. he was supposed to be in this race. He said he didn't get a proper work. That's what Bafford said. That was an excuse. And, and somebody <laughs> told me that. And I said, whatever that means, like who, who really knows what that means? Yeah, right. So it's like, I don't know, like something's going on with him. But anyway, your point is valid. Like if you ran that close to Muth, he comes back and runs really well. Fortunately, we haven't seen locked back yet. Um, I, I don't look at it and go, well, fierceness was awful in his next race. So forget about the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. No, not at all. He just ran horrible. But yeah, I'm with you. Like I went back and looked at the race and said, well, like he's right around horses that would also be one to five in this race if they were in it or three to five, two to five. So I, I yeah, I'm with you. Like if he's any good, he, he should beat this field. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah, well, we, you know, we'll we'll talk about it in a sec. But the one thing about it is that makes it even tougher. It's like even if you don't like him, and I'll be, I'll be honest, like I don't love the horse. Like I'm not, I don't necessarily think he's like a Derby top contender. But mm-hmm. I, I, who are you gonna pick to beat him? And like the only horse that I think can beat, well, can beat him, is is Lucas Horse, and he doesn't like to win, so. 
yeah, like he, I think he's got from a numbers perspective, from a talent perspective, he's as close as it is to anyone else, much clo- closer than anyone else in the field, in my opinion, that could beat him. Because I, you know, because Timberlake obviously is, there's not there's 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 trust issues there. Mm-hmm. But do you trust Lucas at a short price? Because his horse will be bet too. That's the problem. He's going to be a very logical second choice. He's going to be the the horse that everybody gravitates to. You're going to look up at that tote board and you're going to go. Oh, just steals three to one to win the rebel. I, he's not for me at that price. I'm sorry. I'm like, he can win and I'll be happy if he wins. Yeah. And I may, I may use him in multis. Right. But to, if we're talking about who's going to win, who do you want to bet to win? I, I don't see how that horse should be three to one. All right. We'll get into the race in detail here in a second. Before we do though, let's, let's do a quick little recap of what we saw last weekend. And, and most importantly, what the results meant of last weekend. And of course, Sierra Leone winning the reasons, Risen Star and, and <laughs> was pretty damn good. I mean, it was, was very visually impressive. The numbers came back good, not anything spectacular. But you, my friend, have put him, he's springboard all the way to number one on your list. Explain. There's nobody else to rank. <laughs> Uh, he's got Sierra Leone. <laughs> I'll give you top five Dornick, which is logical, right? Because Sierra yeah. Leone got beat by Dornick, which I understand why he did that track phantom three mystic Dan four. How about that? And catching freedom five. That's your top five, but you didn't think that was your top five a couple weeks ago. No. And I, when I did it, I thought, well, this is dumb. <laughs> you know, look, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's, I even said on the video, I was like, this is kind of a waste of time to go over this because it's, it's like with Sierra Leone, like, honestly, the more I watch that race, I don't think it was a very good race. However, he is the one maybe out of, well, one or two, I should say, but he is the most likely to take that race and build and build on it. Right. It's only his third start, first start of the year. We've seen Chad Brown build horses up. You know, they usually start with a, eh, that was okay to, oh, that was really good to, oh, they really fired. He checks all those boxes. He's also a huge horse that's going to have to pass like 17 horses on Derby Day. And look, it's, he has his problems, but I don't really know where else to go. I mean, I think we saw track Phantom run well, but not that well. And it's like, okay, is he just that type, you know? Catching freedoms all over the track and the stretch. It's like, yeah, I don't really want to mess with that right now. Maybe if he proves he can, you know, keep a little straighter, then we'll think about him. But it was just kind of default. Sierra Leone goes to one. I guess I'd bet him if the Derby was right now, but it's like, I don't really want to, you know? Let's do this. Let's, in this, let's just say, like, not necessarily. Like, I know how you have them ranked. Like, I don't need it. But I mean, like, let's look at, like, big picture. Like, I'll give you, I'll give you uh, Sierra Leone or, and you tell me who you think you would lean towards, towards okay. the, at the Kentucky Derby Day. Not, I'm not, I understand how you have them ranked now, but like, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. more big picture. Okay. Sierra Leone or Tuscan Sky. Big picture for the Derby or big picture for like the whole year? No, like, yeah, the Derby trip, like Derby, der- Triple Crown, we'll call it. God, that's that's a really good one. Um, I'd probably, I'd probably go Sierra Leone, but. Okay, that's a good, that's a good uh, kind of 
measuring stick there. Uh, yeah. Sierra Leone or Timberlake? Sierra Leone. Uh, Sierra Leone or Hades? <laughs> Sierra Leone. <laughs> just, test, just testing you on that one. Um, Sierra Leone or uh, Fierceness? Sierra Leone. Wow. That's that's pretty impressive, right? How about this? Sierra Leone, I'll give you Muth. I know he's not eligible, but if you had to go one of those two. Muth. Okay. All right. I just wanted to kind of see where now, you were at. Now. Now. Wise. Now. For all we know, Muth, he may be injured, but yeah. if they're both healthy, give me Muth. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, really, the reason I wanted to ask you that certain, just like where, like, you love Sierra Leone, love. I'll put that very loosely. But you, at this situation, he's number one. How does he compare to who the horses that you'd like to rank, kind of thing? So, yeah, I think I think that Tuscan Sky, the first one you you uh, asked about, he seems to be like kind of he's got talent and he kind of runs the type of race you'd want to see from a horse uh, that, that 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 needs to win the Derby where he's not way behind. You also have to be very careful. He faced basically one horse, right? It was basically a match race between him and Nash. There was one other horse in the race. He was never involved. He looked really good, but at the same time, with those kind of races, you don't really know how they're going to run next. So I don't, I'm yeah. still on the fence about him, but he does look like he's got talent. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's why if you guys, uh, you know, followed the Betty Bible, um, that was like one of those bets that I was so excited to play that day tuscan sky over nash cold but then once all the scratches came out i mean i guess you still i could have played just uh, the win bet uh, but still it's just like to the point it was like i just don't know how this race is even gonna unfold and you know weird shit happens in three horse races that you know shouldn't happen so obviously i didn't make a bet there but yeah you're right i think and then the numbers came back really strong so we'll probably, probably see nash in another prep yeah no i think we will and and i think I think it's funny how, how things work. You know, Nash loses and everybody goes, oh, he is garbage. He's trash. He's worthless. He's pathetic. And it is really embarrassing to lose a two-horse race when you're the favorite. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let me get that out there. But then, like, I, I was telling people, I was like, what if Track Phantom wins the Risen Star by a couple of leagues? Well, he didn't do that, but he still ran really well and got second. And then it turns out that the, the numbers were better. Nash ran a better number than Sierra Leone. Again, it's just, it is what it is. I don't really think Nash ran a better race than Sierra Leone, but still it's like, he is kind of trashy, but he's right there with these horses, you know? So he just can't win for whatever reason. Well, dude, like when I was going through the the back and forth there, I mean, when I, when I, you get, and you know this very well, when you get past number, like, I mean, really a lot of them, but we'll go like 10 or 11. It's, it's like, you're just really forcing to even put a ranking out there for those horses. And so to, you cannot sit there and tell me that. And again, I'm kind of off the Nash train a little bit, but you can't sit here and tell me that Nash doesn't belong or isn't in that conversation of the 15 to 20 top, you know, top 15 to 20. I mean, he is, he is in the conversation, I, you know, and I think, you know what people have to keep in mind, he has hit the board in all these races where he's losing. So he basically, if he hits the board in a hundred point prep, I mean, not only is he in that conversation, like he will be in the Kentucky Derby right now. Well, that's a big, if who knows, it's going to get harder. Maybe like I said that. And then I stopped myself because it's like, is it really going to get harder? Because who's really out there right now? Right? Like 
who's out there right now that's scary? Yeah. We still we haven't seen Locked. We'll we'll see him next week. I mean, to be fair, we haven't seen Timberlake. Maybe he's taking a big jump forward and he becomes scary. Who are you dodging? I mean, I think for me, the two horses that that I'm well, three, I guess, if you want to count locked. We'll see what where he ends up next. Um, but that I'm interested in just from a like what the hell are they or Dornick and uh conquest warrior for sure because that's those just two that conquest especially for me just because it's like we saw just like a glimpse it felt like and he's really pretty impressive but you know, that was a maiden and you just don't know you know what he is but he could be something and d- definitely dornick i mean obviously he's yeah you know he's he's ran some big races he beat you know sierra leone like you mentioned like who knows what he is but he's also been one that's kind of in my a little bit so we'll see where he ends up too so those are the two for me that i'm like these two could still be something we just don't know yet. Yep. I totally agree. And uh, I, I don't think anybody's afraid of them, but they could be afraid of them if, if they run really well. But yeah, I mean, if you're sitting here and you've got an average, you know, average derby prep horse where it's like, yeah, we could, we maybe could go hit the board or something. You just look around the country. It's like, well, we could really go anywhere. There's nobody that's scary right now. I mean, are you worried about running against Hades? No, no. Are you, I mean, even Mystic Dan, who who ran a terrific number and race, like, are you scared to face him in the Arkansas Derby? No, no. Well, shit. Now you have Baffert not even shipping out, which I mean, it's like because at the very least, you thought, well, he's going to come in and like we talk about a lot on the show, like he's going to steal points from some of these races and bring out a horse and win the and the win the Rebel. And now that's not happening, and so now it's like, well, you're going to get some horses that probably maybe shouldn't get points that will get points in some of these races. I, if there's ever a year, dude, that uh, a horse that's mediocre and, and just kind of finds fire at the right time, so to speak, it's this year. It's yeah. certainly this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the winner is not even in the top 20 right now. Like, mm-hmm. I just think it's that kind of year. I mean, but anyways, um, let's get into the rebel guys. This today's show. We're going to preview and get picks for the 1.25 million. It's insane. Uh, Rebel Stakes, grade two, especially when you see the field. Yeah. At Oakland Park, it's a 50-point race for the 2024 Kentucky Derby. Uh, then we're getting some rapid-fire selections for the Honeybee at Oakland on the uh, undercard there. As well, we're going to Saudi, Saudi Derby, and the $20 million Saudi Cup, which maybe isn't a $20 million race, like, but it's as close as it can be. This is a great field. Just hang on for that. We can't wait to get into that. Let's go. Yeah, at least that one is deserving of a big price. Oh, for sure. Like that drew the field. I mean, that was that was really good. Like if you saw if you saw that rebel field in an allowance race, uh not even at Oakland, because Oakland has good allowance, like at Oakland or a, like a you know, seventy five thousand dollar allowance race, you'd be like, Yeah, that's like that's about right. Yeah. Pretty much. Like Timberlake makes his return up, you know, off the layoff. Yeah, that makes sense. So you mentioned Bob Baffert. Do you yeah. know the last time he did not have a horse in the Rebel? Boy, that's a great question. Um, shit, dude. Like, I had to look it to up. Go back like ten years. Yep, more than that. When was it? Two thousand nine. Dude, that's two thousand nine was the first year we went to the Rebel. Yep. That was the, that was it. Yep. Wow. Yep. 
So and ever since I basically we've been into racing. Yep. He's had a horse in the in the Rebel. So he wow. He pro- and I have no idea what horse he, he even had in 2009, but huh. yeah, when Willie won it and that yeah. was the year old fashion was supposed to be and yep. had had to that point been looking like he was unbeatable. So he probably just didn't ship anything in to take on old fashion. That's crazy. And, and again, I, I am not just off the top of my head. I don't even know who Baffert had in 2009. So, but yeah, then it started a, a run for Baffert where he won six out of the next seven rebels. Um, I'll read them off here. He won with looking at lucky, the factor secret circle, opportunity, American Pharaoh and Cupid. And the only year he did not win in that seven year stretch was 2013, which was won by will take charge. And Oxbow was second, and then Baffert got third in that race with Din's legacy. So there's your there's your <laughs> knowledge there. <laughs> I mean, if Muth would have showed up and like this field plus Muth, like Muth's a lock, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's assuming he's fine, like you know, whatever, but like he towers over this field, right? Yeah, you probably have Muth at about four to five, and then your horse, if Timberlake was here, about three to one, maybe, right? Yeah, which then, then, he, then Timberlake becomes more interesting, right? Agree, yeah. I mean, I get why you would still not maybe pick him because it's it's Bob Baffert and the Rebel, but you become like there's a difference between hey Timberlake should win, he's the best horse of this race, versus you should bet Timberlake. There's like yeah. two very very distinct differences there. Absolutely, yep. Lawn, welcome in, man. Welcome, yeah, welcome. Yeah, win Willie. Mark, that was, I'm sure you guys have heard the story, but man, that was the first one that uh, I'd been to. That was your, that was your first Rebel too, right? No, it was my second. I went in 2008. Oh, okay. So yeah. I thought you went to the Arkansas Derby. Yeah. No, that was 07. Okay. Okay. Derby. So yeah, that was my first, but we went as a big group of guys and, and that's when Halter and I got hooked together Yep. and froze our asses off. I think the weather's going to be a little better this year. Yeah. Uh, froze our asses off, lost a ton of money. Walked out of that place. I was like, my gosh, this was amazing. This was so much fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's been uh, ever since. We never looked back, really. So, yep. Win Willie will always hold a special a place in our heart. Um, dude, I bet so much money. Well, at that time, so much money on Old Fashioned the ne- in the Argus Derby. I know. So I was like, he's not going to lose. He's not he can't, He's not going to lose this time. <laughs> never <laughs> raced again, did he? He ran his eyeballs out in the Arkansas Derby. <laughs> I know. Still lost. I know. <laughs> yeah, that I tell you that Win Willie was a special, special horse for us, uh, and that started it. And I remember you weren't with us this time. It was a maybe a year or two later. He was in the Oakland Handicap, and he took on Misremembered, who was uh, a big time horse for Baffert, and he beat him. He upset him. Misremembered was like three to five, and Win Willie beat him. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Win Willie, man, what a what a horse! He was something. He was something. That was what, what was he? Was he, it was like was he fifty to one in the in the Rebel that year? Yeah, he was. He was fifty six to one, I think, in the Rebel. Yeah. Jeez. And I remember you telling me you're like, man, that this like because you know it was my first day at the track, first yeah. big race I'd really wa- ever watched for the most part, other than watching the Derby from time to time. And, and you're like, dude, this is, this doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. Like this never, and then, you know, fast forward a couple of months 
and you got mind that bird <laughs> that wins the <laughs> Kentucky Derby, and it's like, dude, this is crazy. This is like the most impossible sport. I know, I know. Yeah, you got the you got the mind that bird, which was just oh, it was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, fifty six to one over one to nine is it in old fashioned turn for home, and it's like, oh boy, he is quite the horse. Walk <laughs> on the outside of the track, yeah, Here comes with. Yep. <laughs> That was awesome. And that call, you could hear, well, there's Win Willie. <laughs> yeah, that was the good old days. We had Terry Wallace still. In that. that was back before Terry Wallace kind of lost his touch the last couple of years. But yeah, yeah, in yeah. 09, man, that was he was great. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget that. That was so much fun. And uh, yeah, you had to the mind that bird situation. And then the, you had the preakness and you're like, I'm betting mind that bird. It's like, you're going to lose because it's Philly. And you're like, there's no way. What are you talking about? <laughs> you watching. You're like, I think I'm going to key that Philly on top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No shit. Oh, that was fun. And yeah. I did. And I still lost. Cause I was... <laughs> <laughs> didn't have musket man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Those are the times I was playing all kinds of crazy shit back then. So it was like, yeah. I, I had it and then he didn't have it. But, uh, Yep. I don't know. I, I'll never forget. Like, and it's, and I always, I, I always think of this when I'm at the track now and I hear other people say it. Cause I'm, it always resonates with me as, as a new, a newcomer back then is like, I just remember us, all of us guys watching. And of course you knew more than any of us, but it was like the whole, like you played an exacta or try and you're like, just and there'd be like in the far turn, you know, first turn, mm-hmm. you're like, just stay in that order. Just stay in that order. <laughs> like how many times you've heard that at the track. And I remember saying that all the time. So now when I hear it at the track, it's like, yeah, I get it. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Now we've, we've, we've seen it all, said it all, heard it all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mark. Yeah, that was, it was, he was, it was bad. bad. Well, I mean, Terry Wallace completely lost it his last few years and that's sad because that is what some people remember. And, but gosh, he was, he was a legend before he, he stopped. He lied. I had to listen or laugh at this comment. Mark says, "My dad always yells, stop the race.'" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, heard, I heard hear that, that one a lot too, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's. You know, those are good memories there at Oakland, no doubt. And they're off in the rubble. Well, speaking of Oakland, guys, let's go to Oakland on Saturday, race eleven, the one point two five million dollar Grade Two Rebel Stakes. Going to mile 16th for three-year-olds. Field, uh, a large field. We did get a large field here. A field of 13 lines up here, but the plus side, you get the large field. The negative side is your Timberlake. Your horses at six to five is Timberlake, your morning line favorite. Seven to two on just still. You're getting D. Wayne Lucas at seven to two, and you're getting Timberlake at nine to five or six to five. And McPeak at five to one if you're interested. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough betting race, and I don't just mean that from a, like, uh, like a wide open field because I don't necessarily think it is. It's tough because if you want to try to beat Timberlake, which I'm not going to fault anyone for doing it, 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 it becomes problematic because it just still is going to be way too low of odds to play. We all talked about this in the opening. We certainly know how I feel about playing McPeak at any short kind of short price. So it's like, what do you do here? 
Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I think you kind of nailed it. The biggest problem is, and, and you know, I'll bring up the example that I talked about on, uh, on uh, dude, two bed sports a, a little while ago, uh, Gabe, uh, one of the commenters, he's usually here, but he was on the uh, dude, two bed sports as well today. He said, yeah, okay. You know, Timberlake's best wins the champagne. How good is that really? And I said, it, 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 it isn't really when you're talking about this race here, they don't really equate, right? It's not that big of a deal. But then I read off who's everybody's best win. And it's like, nobody has a good win in this race, you know? And I think he kind of thought I was arguing with him. I said, no, no, I'm not arguing with you. I'm with you. Who has a good win is what I'm saying. Like, I'm just giving you the facts of the matter of when you're looking at, okay, who's my next option, my other option, find them. I sure can't. I mean, like, you can't even find like you try to find like a classy horse at least that you can say, well, you know, hasn't been running great, but has had, you know, has ran in such and such race and, and ran decent. like, there really isn't even that horse in mm-hmm. the race, you know? And so it's I, the only one there again is, 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 uh, is just still, I mean, but, and you look at the numbers, he's very, been a very consistent horse since, uh, you know, late the late end of last year, we won that race at, at Churchill Downs and then he came to Oklahoma and ran, were two good races in the Southwest and the Smarty Jones, but never was really threatening. And either, I mean, he ran second in both, but at the same time, you never really believed he would win. No. And that's kind of the problem with him is you're going to take a short price on a horse. You don't believe can win. And, and that, that becomes difficult to do. So I just think it's, it's one of those you, to me, it's like you either need to go just, just, basically throw logic out the window and, and pick someone that, you know, that you really normally wouldn't pick. Maybe it's a horse that you think has got a lot of speed or uh, you think the speed's going to melt down. This horse could come out of it or just take Timberlake and move on. But I just, you, to me, it's one or the other. Yeah. I took Timberlake and moved on. I just, <laughs> I, just I, and I didn't want to, and this is a horse I wanted to beat and, Honestly, like, uh, you know, if Catching Freedom was in here, I'd take him. If Hall of Fame was in here, even knowing how bad Hall of Fame ran last week, I'd take him. I mean, you know, I like uh, just go down the list of uh, horses. I, I, w- I would take him, but, I, I, you know, like uh, a dy- uh, Dymatic, the six horse. I thought about him for a long time, but it's it was just kind of like, okay, he's probably the best Asmussen. He's coming off a main special weight win. He's probably going to be okay, but. I don't know. Like he didn't look that good last time out, you know? Yeah. He was okay, but he wasn't great. You know, Northern flame. I thought about him for a long time, but it's like, he's not, he's really not that good. You know, he's not awful, but he's not that good. Common defense. I looked at for a long time. It's like, yeah, he's going to need a lot of them to come back to him. He got the pace set up last time and he didn't do it. So I, I guess these horses are weaker. Maybe, you know, a uh, carbone, can he kind of bounce back? Maybe it was a slop. Hey, I, mean, I get it if you want to take a shot with him, but I, I couldn't get there. I I can't get there either, dude. But if you're going to get there, like if someone is there, I don't necessarily blame them, I guess. No. Because this yeah. is a horse that was has been favored at all. Well, I guess he was not a debut, but he's favored the last two starts, including the Southwest last time out. He got smoked. He didn't, whether he didn't like the surface. I mean, you could, you could make a case that, hey, he didn't like the surface kind of you know didn't get to the lead necessarily faded okay scratch that one out like i you could totally it was only his third career start so i do think 
I'm talking myself a little bit into him, I think. But, you know, I do think there is logic there. Now, going now, I'll say this. Going into that race, though, that this is where I'm at with him. Going into that race, I had my doubts about the distance for him. Mm-hmm. And so it only it only magnified that for me after that effort. Now, I get there's some excuses maybe you could toss out, but I'm okay. I'm okay with letting him beat me here. The thing I really hated about Carbone is he – you know, sometimes a horse gets in a pace tool or whatever, and they kind of fight it off. And it's like, well, they ran like sixth, but it was like, they got in a pace tool, but they were still trying. He just said, forget it. Like <laughs> he didn't do shit once he got past. Yeah. And so that's what worries me. It's like, well, maybe, maybe a, he's not that great, or maybe he wants to go a little shorter. So yeah, I'm with you. I, people are like, uh, Mark mentions, uh, the nine, for Asphuson, another Asphuson. I mean, yeah, he's okay. Like, wouldn't be shocked, right? But I couldn't quite get all the way there with him. The 10, Mina, that's a horse I thought, okay, he's getting a lot better. Mm. But you kind of look at him and go, okay, he won a maiden claiming, and he won a starter allowance. And then he he did run very well, but he got second. And it's just like, is he going to take, like, another step up? Like, would you bet him even if Timberlake wasn't in the race? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> that is a really good way of asking like a question when you're, when it comes to like, yeah. Okay. Let's say Timberlake's not in the race. Who am I picking to win here? Cause then you're assuming that just still would be and D Wayne Lucas would be like six to five in the race. And I'm out on that. And then you're like, I'm not doing that. And so then it's like, again, you're trying to pick who is the pick, the horse here. Cause I think it's a way you have to approach a little bit. Okay. So Dr. Miranda, she asked about the pace belt down. Who would pick it up? Common defense, dematic. But I'll go a little step further. And and for people that, because I do think, like I said it a second ago, if you are going to try to beat Timberlake, and you are going to try to beat Just Steel because of the low price, then to me it's like, okay, look at the race and say, okay, if someone were to take this thing gate to wire, who do I think is the most likely horse to do that? And if someone's going to melt, if this thing's going to melt down, and someone's going to come from the clouds and and be like, you know, down the middle of the track late because none of them can get home. Who is that horse as well? And so if you can kind of come up with those horses here. So I guess I'll ask you, who do you think has a, a potential gate-to-wire type horse uh, in the race that's not those two favorites? And two, who do you think could pick up, uh, you know, come flying down the lane late if this thing were to fall apart? I think Carbone breaking from the rail, if they rush him out of there, I think he's got the best chance to go gate-to-wire. I don't think he's going to, but I think he has the best chance. I think Dymatic is probably the one that I would take coming from way out of it. Um, I, I think he's going to close up the best out of the ones from kind of that second or third flight. Um, I, I just, I don't know that he's good enough to get all the way there, but he seems to be one that pace would really, really benefit him. And then you got to think like uh, Northern Flame and Common, uh, Common Defense are both going to be out of it. And we'll just see how they close. And which McPeak shows up, you just never really know about that. But I would think Northern Flame will kind of be in the right behind the speed, and then Common Defense will come from way out of it. Yeah, you know that's the thing, Doctor Miranda. Like I, in the Southwest, I was like, like to me, I was like, okay, if I'm picking a McPeak, I didn't pick a McPeak, but if I was, like Common Defense would be the one I'd be more interested in, just based off of kind of a pace meltdown and didn't really necessarily believe mystic Dan would want to go that far. And there you go. The wrong with peak. So, um, you yeah, know, 20 to one, uh, didn't, didn't run much, uh, at all in that race. I know. I know he's very frustrating to get right. And yeah, I, 
I'm not going to be shocked if either one of those horses win, but it, it, they're just one of those things. It's just one of those things that I just can't, I'm not going to be shocked, but I can't, I can't get to either one of them. They're just not, they're not that appealing. Northern flame would be more, if they flip the odds, Northern flame would become very appealing, but I just don't think common defense is good enough. All right. And let's round it all the way back into the, the favorite here, Timberlake to be clear too, as well. I want to make mention that, uh, you know, Torres is, is riding, Flo has ridden this horse every time. The reason Flo is not on it is because he's in Saudi, um, which on uh, on Saudi Crown is that right? Saudi mm. Crown, yeah. Saudi Flo, yeah. Which one's Flo on? He's riding Saudi National Treasure. No, Pratt's on National Treasure, isn't he? Oh, Flo, isn't he on Saudi Crown? I thought For Luis Saez was on him. I don't know. Um, okay, anyways, he is in Saudi though. Let's see, Saudi and- Crown. Let me find him. Yeah, you're right. It's Flo. Yeah, so there you go. So well, he's who on. Is he's, is on? Oh, he's on Defunded. Okay, sorry. Sia's on Defunded, and then yeah. Pratt's on National Treasure, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um. So that's why he's not on the on the horse. Who's ridden the horse? You know, but Torres obviously right. has been awesome this year. But the other thing too, well, Timberlake. If you go back, so he 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 is terrible on debut at Ellis. Then the next time he wins by ten links, beats West Saratoga and Can Group, who came back to win. Hopeful he runs well, but not well enough. Gets beat by Nutella Fella. Timberlake was the favorite that day at Saratoga. And then there was romps in the champagne. That's the same race that fierceness was awful. Wasn't the favorite. And then came back, was three to one in the Breeders' Cup. and finished fourth, beaten eight. But fierceness won by like eight, right? So like yep. it was Muth, Locked, and Timberlake all right there. Fier- Timberlake kind of backed up late in the race. Locked barely nailed him at the wire to get third. But they were all kind of grouped up there. Um, so to me, it's like I think I was harder on him going into it uh, than I was after kind of digesting the race and, and handicapping this one here. Still have to take a short price, but for me, I I think he's gonna he has the most. Well, one, he's the classiest horse in the race by a wide margin, and two, he's got that kind of tactical speed that's gonna serve him well here with with the potential of a pace, kind of a pace situation happening. Yep, I agree. I agree with that. And I think he's getting a jockey upgrade. So I think that's good. He's like, Brad's like, shit, I should send float over to overseas more often. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into it, but I, I've never understood <laughs> that connection. So <laughs> yeah, Mark, I, I totally get fiercest vibes from him. And honestly, yep. cause I don't, it's, he's, and it's funny cause he's in the same races as fiercest, just running the opposite way that fiercest runs in those races. So it's like, what is he, you know, the same race fierce was awful. He was great. And in the same race fierce was great. He was awful. What is he going to be this time? So and that kind of is a, is a, is a little bit of a roundabout way of how we've described this, this three-year-old, these three-year-olds uh, this season so far. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I will say, okay. His debut was, was awful, yeah. but he also, a lot of shitty things happened to him. Right. Yeah. The next four races, he hasn't been bad. No, like two wins, obviously the second and the hopeful look, I mean, he, she, if he was, he should have won it, but nobody really ran that well. And like you said, the breeders cup wasn't that bad. So I, I really don't think he's like an inconsistent type. Yeah. And, and to Mark's point, and, and it, I do think that's the only issue with him is in that. I don't like you kind of, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, Halterman, where it's like, he really isn't that good, but he is a good horse. Like he's mm-hmm. not, 
great. Right. But in a 13, big field, 13 horse, doesn't break well, stumbles out of the gate, gets squeezed. Like he's not the kind of six to five horse that I'm like, oh, I'm still confident he'll, he'll get the trip and win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he'll find a way to lose that. If like he needs, he still needs to have the race mostly go in his favor. You know what I mean? Like mostly get a good trip. Yep. For sure. Um, honestly, I get the concern, but I think with any horse, anytime the break is always a little bit scary. Right. I mean, I, and I get it like, Oh, he's broke bad a couple of times, but the, on any given day, any of them can break bad. So I, I don't usually worry about stuff like that. Um, but I, I also get the point, like none of these horses are going to be able to overcome shit in this race. Right. <laughs> like whoever wins is going to have it set up good for them, you know, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, this is a tough one. I, I guess, man, because I, I it's two it's two and a half. I guess, and it's probably it's under. It's under. Yeah, because if I did one and a half, I think it could be two because you have if say it's Timberlake, he's in, and you've got Just Steel who's going to run in fourteen more races between now and the Derby, yep. so he might get in. It, that two is probably the number. Yep. I think it's two. And I think like I said, just Steele's going to be there as long as he's healthy, they'll find a way. So I, I think it's two, but it really needs to be zero. <laughs> well, I shouldn't <laughs> say that it needs to be one. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I mean, zero might be, might be the right well, one. Hey, you know what? Last week, this, for example, to don't judge the race for what it is, not what you thought it would be. A lot of people are going crazy about that race last week. That was a great race. It really wasn't. It really wasn't. I don't care about the buyer. Just watch it. They, they, they were not that impressive. Now there's a lot of reasons why. Okay. I'm not judging them off that race, but it was not a good race. This looks like trash, but it doesn't mean it will be, you know, it, it we might see something. You ne- that's the beauty of racing. You never know. Yeah. And you don't know with you know with a horse like Timberlake, who we don't know what he. I mean, we haven't seen him as a three year old yet, so we just don't know what he is. So mm-hmm. uh, totally, and he was you know like you kind of mentioned, he was getting better as the year ended. So we'll see. It's Brad Cox. What price does Timberlake go off? Uh, I mean, dude, he's got to be four to five, right? Yeah, I'd say three to five, four to five. It's probably where he's going off, and it's just uh, from a lack of anybody to hook onto. The money's going to be very spread, I think, once you get past Timberlake and just steal. After that, the money's going to get spread around, and uh, you know, if, if it's if he's even money, or I would I would be shocked. I think he's three to five, four to five. Do you have a price that you're like that's a red or a green light for me? As far as betting him to win the race, yeah, yeah, no. That, no. no no okay to me it's 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 just it's really hard to bet this race honestly um i will probably just put him on top of a couple of the longer prices you know play a really small exacta and hope to kind of just get lucky i mean yeah i'm with you and i do think you know, you mentioned like just still is got 15 points towards the Derby. Yeah. He really just needs to finish. I mean, this is a 50 point race, 25 to second, 15 third. So, I mean, if he finishes third, 
he's in he's got 30 points he's fifth fourth on the list and i mean at that point lucas is way above at that point like he's you lock him in but the other thing too you got to remember is like there's a very 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 real situation that timberlake comes back and doesn't run awesome he's like second third fourth like he runs just kind of what he runs just still doesn't run well. He kind of runs the same thing. Some jackal wins the race. And then it's like, what are we doing? What is this? What is, what, what is this race? You know, like what, what are we doing with this moving forward? It, it, so that's a very real, uh, when he, when it comes to like the points and, and how many horses are going to get in from this race, like that's to me, that's just as likely as a scenario. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be, three uh, they they pay out or they pay out they give uh, points to five the five top five now right so there's going to be mm-hmm. three horses that are brand new on the list at least because besides just still or timberlake none of these other ones not only do they not have points they haven't even thought about getting points right like they, they haven't even i mean i don't know so anyway um I, there's a very real possibility somebody's going from zero to 50 in the, in the spot yeah well we'll find out guys on saturday at oakland park in the rebel halter and i are both on we're taking the chalk number seven timberlake can you imagine being oakland and you have to pay out 1.25 million to these horses Mm -mm. six hundred thousand dollar razorback before this is not any better it might be worse and the favorite scratching out of that so Jeez. Yeah. Where's he going? He's going to run an allowance the next day. Kelly. Yeah. Why? Uh, it's his first start of the year, and they wanted to go to that allowance to begin with, and Oakland said it wasn't going to fill. So they entered, They kind of forced him to enter the Razorback, and then the allowance filled. And so Kelly decided to scratch him before the odds came out and the odds came out and he was the morning line favorite for the race. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't buy a race right now at Oakland. He, he, uh, he is a big getting a lot of shit from, from people. He should. <laughs> Namely being me and his son. <laughs> you scratching. You got an Iowa bread and you're the favorite for $600 race and you're scratching out of it. I mean, that's Kelly in a nutshell, though. Well, I mean, he told me, he said he's not ready to run in a race like the Razorback. I was like, well, God bless you. I mean. How many trainers are going to do that? None. <laughs> <laughs> See, Halterman's like, he, he's, he's the he's the the dick owner who's like, just run them. Just that's run right. them. We're there. Run them. It's 600,000. Well, don't think, you know, we know his owners and. Uh, Ray, Ray Shattuck and Ray and Peggy Shattuck. They're good people. I don't think when I see Ray this weekend, I'm not going to tell him you need to get a new trainer. (laughs) (laughs) Especially wait until after that, right? After the, the, uh, the Razorback where you're like, you could have won that one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a thousand percent chance right after that race, I'm going up to Ray and saying, uh, I think you would have won that by three Ray. So (laughs) guess you don't like money. (laughs) Good luck in that allowance tomorrow though. So to Mark's point, the allowance purse is so high. The allowance are so high up there that it, 
if if Grand wins the allowance, it's about the same as third for this race. And I think what Kelly is telling us without coming out and saying it is he doesn't think he's ready to win the Razorback. So we're not going to waste a race, right? Right. So it's it's probably not probably. I mean, that is what happened. That's that's what's going on. So I mean, yeah, like Mark said, if he's not ready, I mean, it's like it's one thing if he's. He's like, oh, he could probably could win it, but we're just going to try an easier spot. But if he really doesn't think he can win the race, then obviously there's no point in running them in that race. Well, and why is he the morning line favorite? Come on, I like that's the he shouldn't be the morning line favorite in that race. If if he's six to one, nobody's thinking about it. But it is yeah. kind of odd that seven to two they're scratching him. Yeah, I mean, Magic shouldn't Magic type be? He's going to be the favorite. I, I think he would have been the favorite even if Mate Life Grand was in the race. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. And Ron said, uh, it is kind of the point to enter in two races. Yeah. And, and again, I want to make this clear. They told him the allowance wasn't going to fill and he really needs to run eight life grand. He's ready to run. And they do that sometimes to make sure they get a large field. Yeah. And so they got the large field and then the allowance filled. He never would have entered the razor back if they didn't force him to kind of do it. So right. there's, there's a lot, Sometimes what you see on the surface isn't really what has happened behind the scenes. Yeah. And you have, then on the flip side, you have, you have trainers that like Bob Baffert is a genius at it, at, yeah. at playing one way, making it look one way and doing the other way, you know, to make, to make yeah. races fill or to, to avoid, you know, to help get easier feel or whatever it is. Like he's a genius with it. Yeah. And well, look, so, you know, the there's bottom- a game played there. There's no cause. There's no issue with scratching a horse. Yeah them the bottom line with kelly and this is what it all comes down to he better win the first race sunday that's it if he doesn't win the first race then we'll have words but but <laughs> so I, i'm not going to oakland to lose so husker you better win it what's what how are you feeling how are you feeling how not your trainer how are you feeling about it oh third maybe <laughs> That's the confidence I like to hear. Well, I mean, you know how it is. He's he is who he is. We'll see. I think he he gives us confidence after running second last time out there. Same exact race this time. A lot of the same horses. You go into the race for the first time at Oakland thinking he can win, you know. But it is what it is, right? It'd be cool to win one at Oakland, though. I damn, I thought he was going to do it last time. He ran great, so. Time for Rapid Fire presented by. Let's see who should we present this? Who should present this? Should we have uh, Kelly Von Hemel? No. Sure. <laughs> Husker, Husker Butch. Uh, by the way, we we revamped a little bit of the best bets page. We'll do best bets. Uh, go to the best bets page. We got a, we got a feature section now. You know, Papa Dude was doing so good. He started bitching at us, saying, "You guys got to feature me, or I'm out." I'm starting my own <laughs> website. So we uh, we featured him on the site. So go uh, go check out. Uh, Papa dude over there on the best bets. We got a feature and we're not just for him, but it's going to be, you know, if it's a certain time, certain times of the year, certain, you know, certain uh, guys are super hot with their picks. We're going to feature them on the top. Makes you makes it a little easier for you guys to, uh, to follow along with some of the hottest handicappers and, and truly the hottest handicapper maybe in the country when it comes to sports. Papa dude, well, he, so uh, best bets page on the homepage at racingdudes.com. You'll see best bets. You can find all his picks there. Who's he got tonight, or what picks does he have available tonight? I guess. Uh, let's see. He's he's super pissed off here lately. He's had some horrific luck the last couple of nights, but 
Let's see what he's got tonight. He bounced back decent night last night. Let's see what Papa Dude's got tonight. He, oh my God, he's got one, two, three, four. He's got six plays tonight. He's got five in uh, college basketball and he's got one NHL play. So, whoo, he's got a lot going on tonight. Um, I, it's hilarious. Uh, he he had went on that roll where like I just couldn't lose, could not lose. It lasts all the way till last Saturday. And he went two and six last Saturday and he lost like three or four games in the, like the most excruciating way possible. <laughs> he, he was so upset. And I texted him. I was like, they're like, these are good looks. You're just <laughs> like eight and a half. Like he, he had a team like minus eight and a half and they were up by 10 and they like, it was the end of the game and they just let a team make a layup to mm. finish out the game. Yeah. That kind of mm. stuff. Yeah. Like, so, like he'll, he's deep. upset, but he'll keep firing. Good, you know. Again, it's it's uh, the way he bets. It's 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 slow and steady, and and it works. You know, look at his just look at his numbers. He's what is he at? Like sixteen thousand. Oh, uh, let's see what he's at now. He's at seventeen thousand. Seven. Shit, son. I gotta get, I gotta get going. He has a twenty three percent ROI. Um, but you can see this week he is five and nine, so he he has struggled this week. He did get back uh, to uh, back on track uh, a little bit last night, so hopefully he can kind of keep that rolling. But yeah, he's uh, he's doing awfully well. All right, guys, so let's uh, let's kick things off here with uh, we'll go back a couple races from the Rebel race nine on the undercard is the Honeybee Stakes, it's Grade Three, uh, worth four hundred k going to mile sixteen for Phillies three year olds. This is a uh, Kentucky Oaks prep race. 50, 25, 15, 10, 5, just like the uh, Derby prep. And we have a field of 10 lined up here. And, and once again, it's uh, Brad Cox, man. He's got to be looking at these fields saying, how did this happen? <laughs> Seven to five on West <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> two, two very short price favorites and two of the bigger races of the Oakland meet. And their horses are standouts on paper. Yeah, I, I I think she's less of a standout than Timberlake, but not by much. I, I think she's definitely uh, going to be very tough to beat here. I did put number six, West Omaha on top, but I'll give you this one. Number four, uh, Neon Beach. I think that could be the upsetter. Keep an eye on that horse. Eight to one morning line. I think getting off the sloppy track, getting on the fast track is going to help here. I went six, four in this spot. I like it. I, uh, I I think that that's that those are those are okay. So there's two that I looked at outside of West Omaha. Uh, obviously, in this case, like for the last one, I was like, you know what? There's I just don't even have any prices to beat Timberlake. I don't have any interest in. Whereas this one, I'm like, there's a couple. The four is one, and then I'll give you my top pick. It's all the way to the outside. Mid Midshipman's Dance at twelve to one. Diodoro. Undefeated horse continues to get better with each start at Oakland. Started off at six furlongs, went again at six furlongs, stretching out here. That's that's the question mark, right? This, the question mark uh, is how far this horse will want to run. But man, it just looks like a different horse as as as, as the race gets going. Um, so we'll see how the horse kind of you know drawing outside likes to come flying late. If this thing were to kind of fall apart, give me the ten at a huge price here at twelve to one. So. Uh, I like, I don't hate the idea of playing something weird, like playing like a 10, 4, 10 over six or something like that. Mm -hmm. And trying to beat, you know, just, you know, cause West Omaha is a good horse. Like 
I mean, I'm trying to beat her, but she's going to probably run well. I just mm -hmm. think, I just don't know how, you know, at that price, I'm interested in playing her when I do have a couple other options. So, yeah, give me the 10 midshipman's dance at a juicy 12 to 1. All right, let's go out to Saudi. That's right. The Saudi Cup day is on uh, Saturday. Saturday, I guess what time is that on? Like morning? Uh, let's see. The Saudi Cup itself, it looks like 11, 11.40 p.m. Central Time. Okay, so what is that? Okay, 9, 8, 9 a.m. for the Saudi Derby. Uh, let's see. Time? Saudi Derby... Let me pull that up real quick. Uh, it says an error has occurred. Okay, hold on. <laughs> well, we're, str we're struggling here on this website I'm on. Uh, the Saudi Derby would be... I wanna be forever. Um, I don't know. Okay, well, anyways, it's... Uh, if You said what time? It's 1240, so I think it's at uh, 8 o'clock Central Time. Because it, it says on here on Equibase that it's 1240. The okay. Saudi Cup. Okay, that works. So we'll, we'll attempt to say it's 8 a.m. Central Time on Saturday, race four of the Saudi Derby. Uh, you've got a, you got a bunch of three-year-olds going one mile worth 1.5 million. Field of 12 lines up here. And, and dude, honestly, I mean, I get the Bookham Daniels four to one, like whatever. But like this race needs to start and end with the six forever young. This is like the horse that's coming into the race. The Japanese horse that everyone's raving about as being like the next Derma is going in, you know, winning, you know, going winning these races overseas and coming to the Kentucky Derby. The Japanese, we've mentioned it obviously for the last couple of years on our channel, like they're getting closer and closer to pulling off one of these Derby wins. Is Forever Young that horse? Got it. I mean, if it's not, we're going to have a meltdown on our Discord. Holy shit. I mean, I've never heard people talk about a horse like this in my life. It's unbelievable. Um, look, I, I'm i thinking he's the winner of this race uh, for sure. I'm not really scared of anybody else. Really took a deep dive into some of those uh, European and Japan horses that were coming in here, and he looks better than them. And so then you look at the American horses. Look, I think to beat Bookham Dano, you're going to have to be pretty good, but I think Forever Young is. I don't like Bertondo all that well. So I went with Forever Young on top. I'm not buying that he's the number one Kentucky Derby horse just yet. Uh, let's see what he does here. But look, there's a ton of hype. Everybody's going crazy about him. You watch his replays and you understand why. He's a he's a big, nice, striding horse. I'm going to put him on top. Let's see what he does. I think he's, uh, I think he's, he's legit. I think Forever Young. I, I, I had him on my list when we, on draft night, and uh, honestly, he went way earlier than I expected him to go. You know, I kind of thought maybe this is, you know, being a Japanese horse that this would kind of wait. But, yeah, I mean, it was drafted early, in the, and it uh, makes sense why with this kind of hype. And it just feels like, you know, that they the Japanese have, have figured out, you know, um, Continue R was – I think that was – wasn't this the same trainer as Continue R? Mm. You know, and they had a scratch – uh, before the Derby, but you know, obviously, are figuring out the the ins and outs, and a little bit just tweaking here things here and there on the path to get there, and so and so and so forth. So, and you get, and I think with all that combined with with finding the right horse, right, that with, that has the talent, it seems like maybe this might be the one. If not, I mean, it's one that's got the potential to do it. Let's put it that way. So, give me the six for every young, and more importantly, 
Like, I'm not picking Book and Dano to win a race over in Saudi. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just not. So, uh, and I'm not picking a Florida bred horse to come in here and win uh, either. So, it's, I'm, I'm going, I just can't do it. Uh, give me, give me the, give me the six. All right, let's go to the, this was easily the best race of the weekend. Yeah. Easily yeah. the best race of the year so far. Maybe the best race that we've had in the last 12 months. Race nine, the Saudi Cup. $20 million, mile and eighth, for really the best 15 older dirt horses that you we have to offer. So I guess 14 with, with scratch there. But, I mean, who are we missing in this race? You've got, you've got the variety here. You've got three to one at Wide Barrio. You've got four to one at Ushba. Who both obviously ran in the, in the Breeders' Cup. You've got uh, Derma, another horse that you know needs no introduction really. Saudi Crown, who's showing up here with Flow Board, uh, 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 Senior Buscador, yep. National Treasure, Defunded, Hoist the Gold. I mean, from a, I'm not, I'm not saying like we haven't had better horses that you know ran in this race, but from a top to bottom standpoint and kind of like what we have to offer and worldwide kind of feels like this is it. Oh man, this is a really tough one. Cause you're right. It does feel like a who's who uh, situation here. Look, I'm going to go out barrio again. I'm going to go out barrio on top. I, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of weird. He's the number 14 horse, but he's actually breaking from the rail. You know, internationally, there's program numbers and then there's post position numbers. I don't like the rail draw all that much, but also there is a world where he just kind of sits the same trip he did at the Breeders' Cup, right? Where there's a few speed horses and he's just raiding right behind, saving all the ground. And when it's time to tip out, as long as they can kind of find some room for him, it might set up really well for him again. Uh, I think... The one-turn mile and an eighth is a better distance for him than the, the two-turn mile and a quarter. I think Dutro, obviously, a very capable trainer. I think this is a really tough race. I almost picked National Treasure. I almost picked Derma Sotagate. I'm going with Wida Barrio once again. If he can hold that form and he continues to run like he's been running, I think he's better than these horses. So give me Wida Barrio on top. By the way, you know, international racing does almost everything better than we do over here but the one thing that can we not fix the post position and the post numbers yeah like can we not make them the same yep how hard is that it's bad how how hard is it just to say you know what you know the nine and by the way you draw from the nine hole i mean <laughs> like <laughs> I let's know. not overcomplicate things i know listen i just looked at this like five minutes ago and why barrio was on the top <laughs> And then you look at it here, and it's like, well, hang on. Wait, wait, no, no. He still is the one, but he's the 14 horse. It's like, what? What is yeah. happening? Anyways, I'm with you on the logic. And, and I'm going to give credit where credit's due, right? Because I was a, I was kind of a, a, a hater on, on National Treasure last time out. And, and really, all the reasons I thought he, I was, like, he did. You know, I thought the race was not going to be in his favor. I thought, the, you know, he wasn't going to be able to get to the lead. I, you know, all that was true. And he set off. And he pounced, and he looked like a different horse. And mm. it just, you know, he, he looked like the horse that, you know, the, why Bob, you know, shipped him in. And and he ships out here, and, and you get Pratt aboard, and 
sits right there, the kind of the middle pack, and and has that the speed to be out there. But he, he showed last time out that he doesn't need it. He ran a huge race that day. Um, I was between Derma and uh, and National Treasure. I do think you're right with White Barrio. I mean, he's he's a logical favorite and, and probably should win. Really, I mean, if he runs the same races, but. I'm gonna pull National Treasure for the upset. Uh, Bob Baffert to come in here and steal this thing at eight to one is just insane to me. Yeah, it, it makes total sense. Eight to one is a great price on him. You probably are dreaming if you think you're gonna get it, but you're still—he's <laughs> not gonna be the favorite because you know White Barrio is gonna take the money. So he's probably yeah. gonna be four to one, right? Mm-hmm. That's Three it. to one, four to one. Yep, somewhere in there. It's probably the only time I've ever, ever picked National Treasure in my whole life. So. Um, I may have, I may just cursed him, but I will say this, like, you know, and I, I, I've studied him quite a bit. Oh, cause he's ran in obviously a lot of big races and it just that last race to me, I just had like, kind of, was like, Oh wow. That, that was different. Like if he would have won gate to wire and you've been like, you know, it's like, well, whatever. But that last race, he just showed a different, he looked like a different horse. And I yep. thought he did, he did. He looked fantastic. Um, there's no reason to think he won't run a huge race here. You know, it's just the competition is going to be tougher for sure. And that's the que- the question mark, but he'll show up with a big one. And there's no reason to think he won't. Who's the, you know, we picked a Japanese horse to win. If it's a Japanese kind of day, who's the, who, which one are you most interested in out of this group? It's got to be Derma Sotogate. I, I think he's the one uh, that I'm most interested in. I, I, you know, I know Ushba is very good horse as well, but I, I think Derma is the one to beat here uh, from the from the Japanese side. Uh, he was fantastic. He he's just so yeah. He's damn good. Yeah. I, I'll just say it. And yeah. if he if he wins, I'm not be shocked at all. I mean, I think these horses could run a great race and get beat by Derma. I mean, that was such a good effort. The Breeders' Cup. And you, you just you do kind of look back at the Derby and say, boy, if that trip would have been a little bit different, maybe he was the best horse in that crop last year, you know, but um, this will go a long way towards trying to uh, determine that. But yeah, I like him quite a bit in here. So I, I do like Derma Sotogate, but you know, we've seen on these big days, sometimes it's the Japan horse we don't see coming that wins it. Yeah. Derma will need to sit a better trip, um, Ron here, but I'm with you. He, 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 he will get a better setup and he, you know, I, I almost pulled the trigger on him. I, I, I really think he might be one of the most talented ones in the, in the in the race. And, you know, you got to remember too, coming into that British cup, he was off a huge layoff mm-hmm. and, and really just ran his eyeballs out and, and, uh, you know, looked kind of like, Oh shit. Like that was the horse that we thought maybe was, you know, coming to the dirt, you know, Derby. And so, um, yeah, I think that, that really we haven't really quite seen what he can do from on the national stage, like for these big, big, big races. So uh, this could be it, really. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he were to pull off an upset here at, at six to one. And listen, he's got tactical speed. He's quick early. He's got the stamina late. I, I think he'll be dangerous, uh, assuming he gets a, a decent trip. So, yep. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's a, you're either on him or not, but I like him. I, I don't. I you know I don't really see. Um, I don't know. I don't see a world where he's not going to run well because he he just does run well every time. Yeah, I mean, frankly, that's all he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you go, Alterman. You've got who? I went wide to Barrio. Wide to Barrio, and I'll take uh, number nine or seven National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb.
It's I've so got dumb. number 14 or one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least one of them got it right. One of them got this they, number 10. Power numbers, I got you, man. There you go. I know there who you, you are, but it's like, come on. <laughs> it's like, why did Mario drew from the rail at the 14 post? What? Wait, he's 14, but he drew from, okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's so confusing when they come out of the gate too. It's like, okay, now where is where is he now? Thankfully, with White Abario, you're gonna know where he's at, <laughs> dude. I I look. I just saw a picture of him training just today, and I'm like, that horse continues to get white, more white every time I see him. That horse is whiter. Isn't it amazing how that happens? Horses uh, that they sometimes like, oh, they're kind of that dark gray, then they get light gray, and then it's like, wow, they look like a unicorn out there. It's crazy. Um, yeah, he definitely, he was gray gray as a three-year-old. Like he was gray. Yep. I remember when Oxbow retired and then they showed a picture of him like two years later. Didn't look, he looked like a different horse is like, wow, he's white. Yeah. Anyway. All right, guys. So tell me, I have checks out racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products play page. Get the, uh, click the get racing news premium button menu at racingnews.com. Again, make sure you go check out the best bets page as well. Uh, for not just my info, for Halterman's info, for Papa Dude's info, all the guys at RacingDudes.com. You can get our picks there, so go check that out. Uh, RacingDudes.com. We're on Twitter, uh, uh, Racing underscore Dudes, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page on our website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. All the places you listen to podcasts, we are there as well as YouTube. So if you're watching us live on YouTube, we appreciate it. Make sure you hit that like and follow button. Um, if you are listening to the podcast version, make sure you go follow us on YouTube. Uh, we do these live and so you can interact with us and ask questions and, uh, see our pretty faces. Halterman, uh, what did you guys, have you guys already done dude to bet? Yes. What'd you guys do? We talked about Oakland and we talked about college basketball and we talked about the NHL. So a lot of good stuff going on on that show. It was a, it was a... <laughs> A good, uh, good round of uh, information there, and of course you got uh, the Magic Mike show coming up uh, here in just a little bit here uh, with the Oakland Pick Five. So more, yep. that should be fun. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be on that show actually. Yes. So oh boy, one to go. I mean, well for one, like, the, come on, like you need a break. Two, uh, how doable is the Pick Five? <laughs> It, you know, honestly, it's either I'm going to play a smaller ticket because it's either going to be fairly chalky or it's going to be so nuts that nobody's going to hit it, you know? <laughs> so it's there's this is not going to be an in between. It's going to pay 40 grand or it's going to pay 200. Um, yeah, again, go check out the Discord as well. Shoddy always giving that plug. Um, always popping, no matter what the event is, it feels like it's something's going on. You can uh, see the invite link there or just really follow any spots that uh, any of our socials you can find them that discord link as well. Um, final thoughts, Halterman. Yeah. I'm getting on the discord now to see what have I missed in the last hour? Let's see. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I, I was on there a second ago when we were, we were talking. There's like 12 new messages on there since we started the show. People come, you know, talking about stuff. So <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's definitely crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it is a fun time there. It's like uh, Twitter, but without all the negativity. Um, and then if you're going to be negative, just don't join because <laughs> we'll just delete you. So it's that simple. The only rule of the Discord is don't be mean to each other. So 
All we really wanted was a place where people could go and have fun and talk about racing. And uh, so far, it's been really good. And it's not just racing. It's everything. If, it, yeah. if there's a topic, if there's a game going on, I, yeah, you go on there. I When I got back, when I got on there after the Super Bowl and after the AFC Championship, it was just like, holy shit. Like, just, I mean, one after another. So if you guys want to interact with, you know, like-minded mm-hmm. fans and whatnot, uh, that's the place to go. Yep. Uh, again, we, uh, Halterman, you'll be there, right? I will not be. It'll, at, I know it's shocking to you, but uh, I will not be there of the boys this weekend. But uh, you'll be there, right? Yes, we'll be there. Uh, I will get in. I'm going to leave pretty late on Friday. So I'll probably get in pretty late Friday night. But yeah, I'll be there Saturday and Sunday. Leave Sunday, won't be there at night. But uh, yeah, going to be there two days. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot going on Saturday night, I would imagine. So yeah, we'll be around. Definitely look for the loudest table wherever you're at. if, If you notice, I said I'm leaving late Friday. And I'm doing that because the last Rebel I was at, was the most miserable day of my whole life. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I really want to go to the Rebel and enjoy it this time. So it's oh. it was really bad. It was the it was the worst I've ever been in my whole life last last time Friday night before the Rebel. No no debate. What was which Rebel was that? The last year that was uh who won? Confidence game one. It was like cold and raining and I, I've never felt so bad in my life. We went. Um, Where did we go the night before? Or was well, that no. What happened was uh, uh, Kelly's friend Rich was there, and we usually drink like two beers at the oh. track. But like they were in a mood, they were in moods to like hang out and drink with with Kelby and I. I remember this story. Yeah, yeah, and we were talking about Butch. Butch hadn't even ran yet. We were talking about him, and it just. And we were probably eight or nine beers deep when we left Oakland. And then we went out and did the same stuff we would normally do two beers deep after Oakland. <laughs> and I remember, I don't remember much about dinner. I don't remember anything about after dinner. And the next thing I knew I woke up is like three in the morning. I had all my clothes on in my uh, bed in my hotel and all the lights are on in the hotel and I was just like, oh, God, this is bad. This is really, I know this is going to be horrible. And it was, it was the worst. I actually met Shadi in person for the first time. And I was like, sorry, like, this is like one of the worst I've ever felt. It probably the worst ever. It was so bad. So if I had a dollar for every time you have gone a little too hard the night before a big night race. And that may, obviously that sounds like it may have been the worst. And, but we've done that more times and I'm just not going to throw you under the boat or under the bus. Like I've done it too, where it's just like, you know, we get down there, we're excited to be there. We're having fun, big day tomorrow. Like let's get all amped up and excited. And then next thing you know, it's two, three in the morning you're trashed and you're like, Oh no. It, it, I knew it was bad because the next morning, I, like I text Kelby. I was like, you're right, dude. And he's like, I am dying and it's like <laughs> that's a pro like he doesn't i never get that text from him and he picked me up the next day you know for the rebel he picked me up we were going to drive to the rebel you know and he's like he's like what did we do that made this so worse and i we started like looking back it's like oh you know beer before liquor never been sicker we did that you know i, I just drink way more than we normally even him it's like yeah w- that was way too much <laughs> and I remember after the after the rebel, 
we went out to eat just to get something to eat. And we were both just like, Oh my God, can we just go home? Like, why did we even do this? Like we got to go home, you know? So, um, yeah. I mean, if Kelby's, if Kelby is like in that same kind of boat, you know, it was bad. It was bad. You know, and, and I've, and I've seen, I've seen some shit. (laughs) If that was bad, I don't know what happened. I mean, I've, like you just said, like one night when we went to uh, the big chill and we're out until like two in the morning or so. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, we had a lot of fun. That was like a three on the hangover compared to that night, that the last rebel, it was a 10. Like, and we had a lot of fun that night. <laughs> it's a big chill. But. Well, I remember the one year I said, I, I spent my Arkansas Derby sitting in the car eating crackers. Yep. Because I, I think I, I admit, I did make it to the track by the race, but yep. I was, I was in bad shape. I thought that was food poisoning, though. Yeah, that was a combo, really. I okay. Think. okay, it was definitely food poison. It was something to that yeah. effect, but yeah. I'm sure the alcohol didn't help. Matt. No, well, no, no, but <laughs> it didn't I didn't hydrate me any. So I do remember that, and I can't remember what derby it was, but like we didn't see it till like the seventh race or so. <laughs> yeah. I was finally got the, I finally got enough energy and and bravery to get make it to the track without puking. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, like I said, there's been some, there's been some fun nights, but there's never been one like that. I mean, never, never. It wow. Was, well, there you go, guys. It's, I mean, one thing we not, but one thing about it, we, we know how to have fun. We may not have a little too much fun sometimes, but we do have fun. So if you guys are going to be at the track, uh, well, I guess Saturday or Sunday, Alterman mm-hmm. will be there. So Ruta, mm-hmm. if you're there Sunday, make sure you hit him up and, and root him home on race number one, right. As well. Yep. So, Yep. Um, all right, guys, that's all the time we have. Make sure you uh, stick around here in the next 30 minutes or so for uh, the Magic Mike show where Haltzman will <laughs> go I'll again be and be giving his pick five on the uh, that Oaklawn card. And, of course, is Samich gone and Magic will be there? Uh, no, Magic uh, Magic couldn't do it at that time today. And so they were like, Samich was like, hey, do you just want to jump in? I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. There so you, so you get yeah. Samich and Haltzman on that for their pick five. So that'll be good, good uh, info, yep. good content. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. All right, guys, I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Good luck this weekend in the Rebel. Thank you for listening to another episode of Blinkers Off. Join our horse racing community at racingdudes.com and follow us on Twitter at racing underscore dudes. Want to make money betting horses? Bet with the racing dudes. <laughs>